Number one, Star Wars. Number two, comics. Number three, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Number four, Mario. Number five, Weird Al. Number six, Batman. Number seven, Cal. Number eight, The Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. But they really all sold out. Feel all together. You with me now. I've got double drinks. I've got coffee and fucking water. Man. <laughs> I'm drinking and uh, Alani. Do you know what Alani New is? No. What is Alani? I'm, I was going to look. I'm like, as soon as you said that, I was like, uh, I got to check this out. Uh, Alani New? It's it's ah, an energy okay. drink. It has 200 milligrams of caffeine, 10 oh, calories, shit. no sugar. Um, they actually... They actually make a candy version of it, like a like a mm-hmm. gummy. <laughs> like they're going after the weed crowd here. <laughs> it is so much caffeine. So, uh, yeah, it's they have been my uh, my go to. So anyway, uh, hey everybody, welcome back to Nerds Ruin Everything. I'll just leave all <laughs> that in. I'm Logan, <laughs> and I'm Adam. <laughs> We're and, gonna ruin uh, some shit today. And. <laughs> And football is fucking back. Football yeah. is back. So the probably the either the your favorite part of our podcast or your least favorite part is happening at the end. Our talk about football. Yeah, uh, and you know, I, I I posted this on Facebook, and it's hard to believe. For at least, well, as of now, for at least the next twenty four hours. The Kansas City Chiefs are the worst team in football, and the fucking Detroit Lions are the best Lions. team in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is you know what's so funny about that? And this this gets into like the weirdness of how much of a dog parent uh dog parents we are. Um our dogs each have teams, like separate than ours. Um mm-hmm. and I, and the funniest thing is is that my dog, not Christina's dog, my wife's dog, uh uh, Bowie, his team is the Lions because he's a Shih Tzu, and Shih Tzu in, in Chinese means little lion. So, like, of course, but his brother before him was not. He was a uh, well, he was a he was a he he was in the cat thing. He was a Panthers fan um, because we got him during that first run, that historic run before they crashed and burned uh when they went to the super bowl uh so like that's kind of like the thing because fiona was around when the rams like got her when the rams went to the super bowl and won so like that's what's her team and plus la so it's like weird that like you know we we make fun of like we make fun of the fact that his team is the shittiest team um but all of a sudden now he's like He's the, like the Lions are the best team in the NFL. That is like a weird statement to say, right? I mean, like, so <laughs> I, since the end of last season, the, the the last two games, yeah, for the Detroit Lions, their last game last year was effectively ending the Aaron Rodgers era, era of uh, of yes. Green Bay, uh, which is I. I yeah, I know it's painful for you. <laughs> and they start this season by taking down the champs. So, like, you know, time will tell because it's the Detroit Lions. But yeah. this team feels like it has a a 40-year-old chip on its shoulder. <laughs> 
it really does it really really does um it, it, it is very very funny to like like think about this but wouldn't it be great if they only won against great teams <laughs> like they like they lose to the bears but yeah. <laughs> but they're taking down like uh see who else is going to be great this year um uh, san francisco go. um let's see uh, i mean the jets maybe yeah i don't know what the lions schedule is so um the it's the Bucks, the Ravens, the Chargers. Well, the Chargers, they'll win against the Chargers because Chargers are supposedly stacked. The Saints, uh, the Bears, uh, Vikings, the Cowboys, um, Seahawks. Man, they really have a shitty schedule. I mean, yeah. they play you guys. I mean, they play you guys in three weeks. Yeah, I'm not. After last night's game, or last night's game, after Thursday night's game, I'm not looking forward to that at all. No. So. Uh, it was one on the schedule where I'm like that that like okay we can beat Detroit like the Falcons (laughs) can beat Detroit but then you know and and like we brought before we started recording you were talking about the Chiefs receivers which did a horrible job but the Lions defense just looked so good beyond the 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 Chiefs dropping several passes that just should not have been dropped. Um, no, absolutely. Their absolutely. defense still looked really good. Like going into the half, I was like, they're they're losing, but they should be thrilled that they're not losing twenty eight to seven. Like, yep. it, and then to come back and win it to what twenty one to twenty. Uh, no, I was, no, it was twenty. Yeah, it, yeah, it was twenty. No, it was twenty-one, twenty-two, right? Or, the score. It was yeah. by one point, I think. Uh, yeah, it was one it was, point, whatever it was. Yeah, so. but that's that's wild. And also, you know what? This is this shows the Travis Kelsey effect. Like, like when things get down, like all all Mahomes does is just goes to that, uh, Go, that, that goes slot to Kelsey. route. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? It's good that they held him. Because I'd rather have a loss this season. Like, I'd rather have a loss than a win at the expense of Travis Kelsey's season. Because yeah. he hyperextended his knee. Um, I was like, when I heard that, I was like, that was the big factor for me. I was like, you know what? They might actually win. The Lions might actually pull it out because Kelsey is, like, it's, it was like, Gronk, like, like the, the analogy is it's, they're like the, the Gronk and Tom Brady of the Midwest, right? Because... Yeah. You can't fail when you got these two. Like, I mean, like I said, that slant route, that 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 like cover slant to the left or cover slant to the right is like it's deadly. Like it, it like like that's what they do when they get in trouble. That's how they won the Super Bowl. And like him not being there, who man, that was wild. I mean, it, but that's not to take away from the secondary of the Lions. The Lions, like secondary, when I was watching it, they were just they were they were like. They were like flies on shit, man. They were just like they were constantly there. That coverage was great. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see if they can keep that momentum. Like even yes. losing, like they're not gonna win every game, but no, like just to go out there and week in and week out do that over and over and over. Even if you're losing close games, like mm-hmm. to be able to do that, I mean. You know, and then you get 
if you get to the playoffs, you get your second wind. And, you know, I mean, yeah, there's no telling, man. So, no, there really isn't. Uh, there really isn't. Um, what I'm very curious of is my team because my team, like the Packers, have a like have a guy that looked good in the preseason when he played. Um, he looked really good. Um, but preseason, as we know, like you and I talked about before, preseason is nothing. Like you have your yeah. jokers out there, so anybody anybody that's halfway decent can look fairly good, right? Um, uh, and he only took a few snaps. I mean, which like nowadays, like it's kind of weird how like preseason has become this thing where you just let your jokers run, like you let your your like you know third, not even your third stringers, your fourth stringers, the guys that you, you like you let them play all game long. Yeah. You don't give any of your players snaps because you don't know what can happen in the game. Um, as we saw with like just practice. I mean, Travis Kelsey was practicing, but. I think that you've heard, we've heard the legendary stories of the Andy Reid practices during preseason. And like, there was, I think there was a big article with the athletic that came out that I read, like not even two weeks before that Kelsey thing happened. And like, even Mahomes is involved in those things. I mean, they're legendary. I mean, like he, like Andy Reid is like a legend. Like he's like that old school legend that you don't hate. He's not like, like I always think of Andy Reid in the same as um who are the brothers the idiot brothers um uh, the harbaugh's the har well both the harbaugh's and um who's the guy that liked the feet like he got in trouble for like oh, he didn't get in yeah. trouble uh, fucking oh god what was his name the, they're brothers they're two of them right um oh god rex uh, rex reed is the critic the film critic now we're fucking like i'm just yeah like, it's but, it's rex something well i'm, I'm drawing a blank on his coach for the jets for a while uh, yes, I mean, like everybody, every like the Jets were the dumping ground. Um, uh, but uh, oh god, Rex Ryan. Yeah, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. Like I think of him in the same like nebulous, like weird era with the Harbaugh's too. But the thing is, is that Andy Reid has always had nothing but the un uh, my un like you know my unwavering respect wherever he fucking went. Like yeah. Andy Reid is like. He's like, like, you know, like the, like, like, like the people like to say he's like, he's an OG, like he's a real OG, right? Like he earned, he's earned everything that he's, that he's got by like, just being a great coach. Um, he's kind of like Ditka in that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's kind of like Ditka in that way, but, um, yeah, like it's going to be, uh, like. I feel like it's going to be interesting this year for them because everybody's gunning for them. I mean, we know, I mean, you know, right. Like everybody puts on their, and now that they lost, they've got that whole. Yeah. There's blood in the water, man. And yeah, you know, just, but you, you can't, you can't count them down though. Like no, the minute you do that and Kelsey's back, which I mean, he, he will be in a matter of weeks. Like, yeah, he'll be back and you just, you can't count him out. So, uh, Mahomes is too electric. Like, it, it, Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, it's going to be real interesting to see what happens in San Fran this year. I got a guy I work with who's a 49ers fan and he is like, they're going all the way. They're, they're going to do it this year. This is going to be the year. I'm like, I, I mean, I can appreciate that. Like that you, you, you're that excited for it, man. 
But like, mm-hmm. and I know last year was like that. That's some really bad luck to burn through three quarterbacks. Like, I mean, yeah, that's but, bad luck. But but I'm gonna say this: them not like them giving uh then them giving away um Trey Lance for pennies yeah. on the dollars to the Cowboys is going to be the bad karma that they like last year. The bad karma was, what was their, was their like, you know, Oh, we're going to go all the way. Them like them, them like, you know, they're swinging, uh, like they're swinging egos uh, thinking that they could make it all the way with no, with no problems whatsoever. And then, like you said, burning through those quarterbacks. Um, but this year it's the whole thing of like, you let go of your like they traded the they they bet the farm on this dude and they let him go to the the Cowboys, which we already know when he gets plugged in after game three when when Dak goes down because we all know Dak's gonna Dak's gonna get injured I mean, like within that's three what games. Happens. <laughs> yep, that's him. Like he's he's Tony Ro- Romo 2.0, and my wife is a, a Dallas fan, so I know all about it. Did you hear about this stupid thing that he did? The eleven hours of local anesthetic for a stupid tattoo that he has, no. like, so he did his entire leg, and they went. He went under. Uh, they put him. They he had to have eleven hours of local anesthetic to get a tattoo, man. Yes. What? Like, come on. Like yeah. I can understand. Like, first game or, or, or last game. You're off season. You're headed into a break. Like I'm gonna go get this done, but going into the season, that's such a stupid risk to take. Yeah, like, like, oh, I think it was during some time during the summer, but he never told. He never told the Cowboys that, like, this is the kind of stuff, like, guys, like, if you don't know about football, this is the kind of prescient stuff that you need to tell your team when you're doing. Because it could be misconstrued and like 11 hours of sedation, like local anesthetic affects you in a way that like sometimes you don't come back from and it's your I mean, leg. You, have, you could have done some nerve damage. And again, mm-hmm. like it's one thing to do it at the start of the off season and yeah. be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to take this risk and I'm going to like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to take the risk. But to do it even months, like two months before the start of your season, you know, mm-hmm. what happens if you damage your leg? Like, I don't know. And you make so much money, dude. Like, he does. so he's much money. The, he, he, he signed, he, like, in, like, he signed a $160 million contract, right? So that works out to, like, literally... Like it was an extension until 2024, until this next season, that like literally makes made him 52 million dollars a year. That's just his salary. And you know, like I think that what people don't understand and they get really upset about is that it's a business, right? Like it's a, like you become a commodity with that that kind of money. You become a commodity, and there are certain things that are instilled in your contract that you have to abide by. And I guarantee you there is something in there about elective procedures. And that's an elective that, that automatically when you go under sedation that long and you have to have an anesthesiologist for 11 hours, think about that guys. That means that if he went into the tattoo parlor with his anesthesiologist, you can just do it a little bit at a time. No, 
didn't want to. I mean, but then, like, there's the whole thing, like, you've heard about, like, other people, like, Posty doing it, like, Post Malone does it. But, I mean, Post Malone is Post Malone. He's fucking crazy, right? Like, he's gone on under for, for four or five hours, but... Also, because Post Malone uh, does have people who I guess yeah. are his team, but, like, there's not literally people depending on him being able to take the field. Like, you know, there's not a... I don't know. It, it it feels so so stupid. But I mean, I I guess what's the difference between that and like Aaron Rodgers being like, I'm gonna go to a yurt and take some uh, ayahuasca Oscar. and <laughs> like yeah. just sit there for three days in the dark or whatever crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's still a little like. Yeah, man, you're going to fry your brain. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> My, like, you know what? As soon as that happened, I was like, this motherfucker doing peyote like he was like he was Charlie and Young Guns. Like, yeah. like, nah, dude, you know, like I, I full well expect he came out of that that year going. Did you see the size of that chicken? Like, and I'm like <laughs> done with him, dude. Like there's there, like everything that I've seen this year shows me that he is. He has been changed, but changed for the worse. Bring you, on the Jordan Love era. You you said you've been watching um, Hard Knocks, right? <laughs> yes. I haven't watched oh any God. of it, but I, I see the, like, you know, it'll play, like, a preview or something, you know, yeah. when, I, when I pull up HBO. And mm -hmm. every time I'm just like, I really should watch this, but, like... It, it, it's like a, a double-edged sword. Like, I don't want to watch it and walk away being like, I really do like Aaron Rodgers. I also don't want to watch it and walk away going like, I definitely no longer like Aaron Rodgers. Now I'm just like, this dude's kind of funny and everything he's done is like, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a Packers hater, but I'm not a Packers fan like you. So yeah. like, I can look at it from the outside and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> This is some crazy shit. Um, but but if I were a Packers fan, I would be like, oh my God, this dude, man. Like <laughs> as soon as he got the medallion, I was like, bro, you you, you you're you're off the you're you're there was a term that I was gonna use that I didn't yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's very inappropriate to the indigenous indigenous people of America. Um they've already suffered enough. But like literally he's just he's gone he's gone off the farm. Like he's not he's not there. Like you can't you I don't I don't understand. Like watching this is just like this wildest. I mean, it's the perfect confluence of stupidity, right? You have the the ex Broncos coach which if you like if you're an NFL fan, you already know. You're already giggling a little bit because you're like that dude took like it like it now it, it, this year it's the puzzle right it's the question was it russell wilson or was it this this dummy coach that ended up screwing the pooch at denver right because now denver has sean payton one of the most legendary coaches in all of nfl history right like or at least in the modern I hate era. that dude though i do too <laughs> God, I no, trust, me. <laughs> trust me i am not i didn't even like him when he was a when he was an announcer for a couple of years i was like oh my oh, you're god bad it's tony when romo fox brought him on i was just like oh my god i have to like i stopped watching the fox stuff because 
like they just got so bad and cbs is terrible too like I, yeah you know, i i don't dislike <laughs> the people on cbs um but yeah man it's, i i don't it's really really shitty when the best like football team is uh nbc's like yeah I, chris collinsworth yeah. can eat a dick but like him mike tarico tony dungy um who else is on there oh gosh i can't even remember that, that I, I, forgot, I forgot that tarico yeah I, all i know is tarico because like i just i just sit there and like wait wait for wait for the like wait for the comments by Tarico. like they're not as good as i mean you know the, it's not as good the side comments and the shade are not as good as they were before but there are some times when collinworth collinsworth again goes rogers i can't wait for rogers to be that age when he's an announcer because he's going to be wild too like yeah. he's going to be as stupid as collinsworth is um but like Tarico, the Tarico shade is so different um than than the al michaels shade but it's just as funny like but then i mean you know i i think that i've been on record as saying like like my sport is sunday night yelling god damn it collinsworth shut the fuck up yeah and like like sitting through a collins like i don't know like it's just me right like i i love to hate collinsworth because he's an idiot but entertainment value and like what the other team members bring especially Tarico and and uh dungy um like they actually bring meaningful commentary unlike the the fox guys who are just a bunch of goofs who yeah, don't I mean, have yeah any... now it's just a bunch of yeah like there's a couple like uh howie's still good um uh uh God, what's his name they used to play for the giants he's you know he's good but oh like, uh sims is it sims no, no it's not sims uh, um oh yeah. um Oh, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike. Uh, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. That's who it is. Um, yeah. Th like, they're still good, but, like, Terry and Jimmy. Oh. And, like, yeah. I'm just like, y'all got to hang it up, man. Just hang they it really up. They really do. They, uh -huh. they really, they, re they really do. Like, like, um, like all like just that whole entire team and most of them are like and then you added in gronk and gronk was kind of like I, i'm sorry but like he was kind of just he was kind of nebulous it was like yeah like he was exactly what you thought gronk would be like gronk good gronk touchdown yeah like like that's the <laughs> yeah where's the next like the next strahan it deserves to be there i i think howie yeah. like i said howie still deserves to be there but like get uh bring like you know what take out take greg olson out of the commentating box and put him yeah. on the sunday day like get the newer guys like i'm done like i'm done like i know that like i know that the football like ever like every old white man in america loves these fucking guys but i'm done with them i literally am done with them like give me new give me because I'm now in my 40s, give me the guys that I watched playing. I think it's going to change when didn't they sign Tom Brady? Weren't they the guys, that, or, or was it was it uh, Fox? Or, I thought it was Fox that signed Brady. Yeah, I think or was Fox it ESPN? signed Brady. 
Um, because like whatever they're paying Peyton to and Peyton and Eli maybe actually paid like maybe Fox paid them more to bring them over and maybe have like like you know three three quarterbacks and three defensive people and let them and then Gronk and then let them play right because I don't know man like whenever I watch it I just roll my eyes because I'm like who are these dudes I mean it used to be the best pregame and and football yeah and now now when i was a kid yeah when i when we were kids Um, when we were in our 20s yeah ryan used to get the nfl network and when i would go watch football him we watched the nfl network guys um Ah, okay you know which yeah they're okay yeah it's just there's not like it's weird because like you want them to do you want them to have like fun but you also want them to be insightful and i feel like everything i hear from them is stuff that i could say off the top of my uh, off the top of my head like there's nothing in there like like there's nothing like on the level of somebody like an al michaels or yeah. like in anybody on that fox team like, like that's what, like Jim Nance. Like, I, even though I'm not, I'm not too big on Jim Nance, but Jim Nance is like a guy who's super insightful. Whenever I watch him, and he's not like overran by Boomer or or Tony, which yeah. oh God, don't even get me started on either one of those idiots. They should actually just go and like. I just wish they would just go and coach. Like, like that's half these people. Like, I just wish they would go coach because like you're a talent, ma- like you're a charm, uh, you're a charm vacuum. I don't care what you like Tony constantly talking about what like if Tony had won a Super Bowl, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Because yeah. that's what's so annoying to me is that he feels like he has to constantly prove that he oh, I'm a valid quarterback. Even though I broke my back, literally, I broke my back, no one gives me respect, which, you know, okay, yeah, of course we don't give you respect, Tony, because you never finished you never got to the last game. And I'm sorry, Brett. I mean, NFL is a little bit different than the NBA um, in regards to it because it's like you got to get to the end of this. You got to get to the last game, right? At least get to the last game and not, you don't necessarily have to win it, especially during his era because, I mean, he was like, who, like, who was facing New England that was winning during the, that era? Very few people, right? Yeah. And it wasn't even consistent. And now we have, we have a different team that's like just dominating, um, at least right now. Uh, so, but again, we shall see. Um, I'm actually looking forward. I mean, of course, I'm always looking forward to this season, but yeah, I'm um, so excited for Sunday. Like, I it's just basically the only thing that's really been on my mind this week is like Sunday yeah. noon, sit down, fire up the TV. Like, I'm gonna go to the grocery store sometime today, probably get you know, some some decent snacks, something to cook, like just literally all day, like starting at noon until probably midnight when Sunday night football wraps up. I I, like, that's all I'm going to do is watch football. Like I I just, I'm so excited. I know like college started too, and that's great. And like, I'm kind of interested in what uh, Dion is doing. Like that, that's a little (laughs) interesting. Um, <laughs> oh man, prime time! Yeah, 
Well, you know, if they if they can back up what he's saying, then yeah, that's going to be real, real interesting. So I I I really enjoyed. I don't I don't know. Dion is so cocky, but like when when it's deserved, when he goes after somebody, mm-hmm. it's really fun to watch. Like even if it's not like like a dog with a bone, it's just like like that uh press conference last week when somebody uh I think it was somebody that introduced him as a what a Florida State graduate or something like that. Yes. And he was like, "No." No, let me set the record straight. That's not that's that's not my college. That that I played, but mm-hmm. that's that's not that's not where I got my degree. And like just stuff like that, I'm just like, you know, it would be real easy for him to let that stuff just slide and just just let it be what it is, but he's so quick to correct the record. Like uh when he got inducted yeah. to the hall and you know, it sounds so stupid, but you get to choose like what team you're being. Yeah. You know, they're they're honoring you for they're honoring your career, but you go in as a, a player under a certain team, you know, like yeah. despite whatever animosity, Aaron Rodgers will go into the Hall of Fame as a Green Bay Packer, you know, oh, of course. <clears throat> um, So Dion, you know, gets. They were certain, they were certain that he was going to go in as a 49er or a cowboy. And, uh, you know, he he shows up with his kids and they're all wearing a jersey for the team he played for. And he's going in as a Falcon because that's that's him. And I'm just like, like, I don't want to like him because he's so cocky. But (laughs) it's, it's like, it's like that dude that's so cocky and then like, it never. It seems like he's just never wrong, you know. No, he isn't. He's <laughs> he's, he's he's living a charmed life. Like, but the thing is, is that he's earned it. Like, and I know why. We all know why he went in as as a bird and not anything else because they were the team that let him play baseball at the same time that he played yeah. football. Like, and what people don't realize is that. He didn't just do it for like two or three seasons like Bo Jackson did. He did it for multiple seasons. Yeah. And they and the only reason why he didn't do it was when he got when he got onto the 49ers, the 49ers didn't let him. And between the two, he was making more money at football than he was and he was like, let's be honest, he was a better like at a certain point he was a better football player than he was a than he was a baseball player though he was a magnificent baseball player when he played yeah. um like like i don't know man like he is like he's a guy that i constantly just smile and appreciate like ever like since the beginning of like i remember when he hit and he hit so hard when he was playing for the Braves and the Falcons like everybody loved him like he the yeah. world was his oyster and he continued to be like that. That's the thing that I find that was amazing about him. He would say wild ass shit like, I don't wear the same outfit twice. Yeah. What? What are you talking about? And then you saw his clo- uh, his closet. And as he says, I showed them the receipts. And for sure as shit, like, never wore the same suit when he was, uh, when he was uh, anywhere. The same suit twice. Like, that's some wild shit. Like, 
like it's fun to know, watch like, and there's a reason he played like yes the no the falcons team he played for were not <laughs> even close to the yeah. greatest team of all time but he went on to literally play for the most storied franchises in the two sports you know yeah. uh well maybe not the most but some of the some most of storied them. franchises yeah. uh, you know he played for the yankees mm-hmm. he played for the 49ers he played for the cowboys like uh, you know it it's just yeah i i'm it's it fun as everything else will be in college this year that is literally the only story that i'm just like that's interesting so yeah. speaking of stories and we can get off the of football after this have yeah. you seen the nfl commercial about the script Yes. Oh with my uh God. Keegan Michael Key. Yes. That shit like, is so funny, man. Uh, I mean, like, you know, people think that the NFL is tone deaf, but like that proves to me that they are very they they understand everything. I mean, that with the CTE stuff, I know it sounds weird like grouping something like funny but something super serious together, yeah. but I feel like they understand like they understand better than anybody else like what their te- what what their fans think and what their fans say and that and that stupid that stupid table read shit like the the it's script so funny man <laughs> it is really funny um like i think that the like the 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 dk medcalf like have you seen the thing where the dk medcalf was like talking about a 198 yard touchdown yeah and so that that to me was the, the that was the bow on top of it was that you know he's like DK Metcalf is like 198 yeah what what are you talking about the the so, one thing that that really sucks is or at least the one I saw I'm sure there will be an edited one that, that yeah. probably airs is that um I cannot think of her name but the Kansas City Chiefs the uh the lady that uh, you know her oh, family oh yeah yeah you know she passed away. And she's like the, like the like three minute commercial that I saw, she's in it with Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, like when she popped up, I was just like, oh man, that's really funny, but they're gonna have to take that out because she passed away. And like, it it just, that was a bummer, man. Um, but it's such a good, I mean, you can go look it up on YouTube for anybody that's interested. But it's really, yeah, no, really no, no. funny. <laughs> it really is. It, it, it's 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 a great it's a great way to start the uh, start the season. Um, and like I said, like if you were if you were somebody who believes in the script, like it's it's very much like the wink and the nod to no, not really. But yeah. you know, uh, I mean, you know. So, but yeah, like I I I loved that. Like it was pretty fucking great. Um, so, so you yeah. watched anything besides football <laughs> uh, um let me bring up my list i have a i have a nice little diary list that i've that i keep um I, uh let's see here other than cooking shows <laughs> which is my my catnip for when i'm sick um i've watched things i mean we've i've watched ahsoka which we're going to be talking about in a little bit um i did oh you know what I caught up with uh, like the first like I we me and my wife watched the first four episodes of Only Murderers in the Building. We're not totally caught up yet, but we are getting there. So we did watch the first four, and it's so fun. Like oh I, my god, it it's Meryl Streep, man. 
Ooh, the goat, man. The goat. Like, I didn't know I needed an entanglement between her and Martin Short. But it's Jesus so good. Christ. She is so, like, I was thinking about this. And I'm like, you know, the thing that Meryl Streep, like, other than, like, like she should be revered the way that De Niro and Pacino are revered, is I think that the thing that people don't get that they don't get from that she that De Niro and Pacino never do is that she's such a generous partner on screen yes. and makes people better. Like that's how like I know that she's like actually the like I'll say this right now. Meryl Streep is the goat above De Niro and Pacino. Like, you oh, know, we all sure. talk about for sure. She is she like and you watch this and you go and how like, it's not even that she makes Martin Short better. She just accentuates what's so good about Martin Short and gives us something that we've never th- thought, A, that we needed, and B, that I don't even think Martin Short ever thought he was going to be able to do, which was a complex romance. Like, yeah. something that's, like, like edging towards romance, but not, but is. I, oh man, she's so fucking good, dude. Yeah. She's so good in the show, like... Her like she makes Martin Short better, and in a show that I feel like Martin Short is like between him and between all three of them, between Martin Gomez and and him, I feel like Martin Short is the one that gets the like that gets some of the best stuff to, to work with. Though he's never been the star; it's always been Martin. Yeah, getting like the romantic lead stuff, but here him getting his shot at it, it feels so different than the Charles stuff. Like Charles, like being the Steve Martin character, it's so different. It's so delicate. It's so kind of like I don't know, man. It's special. Like like their moments on the p like they're always at the piano, right? But their yeah. moments at the piano are just so heartbreakingly perfect. For like a, a an autumn, what they call an autumn romance, right? There, there is an episode coming that you were just mm-hmm. gonna love, love. Um, can we talk about Charles's like predilection towards killers? Like, <laughs> like Jesus Christ! Like, like okay, so like I ended on <coughs> the last episode I watched was the lipstick reveal of like the the woman getting the yeah. lipstick. Now I. I know it could be a very much a rope-a-dope thing, but... Well, that's what the show does, right? Like, every yeah. episode, or, e- or at least every other episode, you think somebody else is the killer. So, yes, exactly. you know, it, it might be a little too soon to think that his girlfriend is, uh, or fiance, I guess, um, yeah. is the killer. But, uh, but yeah, you, you don't know. So, yeah. the... the the fish stuff is so funny to me. <laughs> oh my god, the fish! She's like, I'm going to, the, I'm, I'm going to look, but I'm probably gonna buy. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I probably am. Um, I, out of <laughs> high school, uh, me and my best friend roomed together, and he mm-hmm. was a like he became obsessed. He he had a big fish tank, and became obsessed with fish. Like yeah, and so literally three times a week. Because I didn't have anything to do, and I didn't have a car. And uh-huh. so he'd be like, I'm going to, uh, like, wherever, PetSmart or whatever. 
and <laughs> like just we were always there and it's just like it, it does become this like obsessive thing and so watching i was just like oh it, it, like yeah like they're playing it as a joke but a hundred percent like people that have uh, massive elaborate fish tanks this is exactly how they act <laughs> And funny enough, like, I think I was talking about that. Um, my wife likes fish. Like, she she always to get, like, little beta fish and stuff, like a little tank and stuff. And, um, uh, but I was, like, I must have been talking about it um, because, uh, fucking, um, like, on my, on my uh, Instagram feed, I got this, like, weird-ass tank that showed that, like, had a little periscope thing in the middle for cats that can come up and look at the, the fish in the yeah. cat. Like, like I was like, what? This has to be Japanese. I'm sure enough it was. Uh, because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. <coughs> exactly. But, um, so, anywho. Um, yeah, like, uh, I'm definitely. Um, um, I'm enjoying it. Like, and, of course, the delightful Paul Rudd playing an asshole is delightfully asshole-ish right like it's like it's like the perfect anti-paul rudd role that paul rudd makes perfect and i'm waiting for the payoff like my wife calls my 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 wife called it where the video was he was like you fucking dirty little thing like you disgusting dirty little thing like he's not talking about a woman he's talking about like he's talking about the cookies like fairly certain it's the cookies right yeah because i mean like but it's just it's like those moments where I'm going to throw something out there. Like, I know, like, my favorite thing that Martin has ever done was Roxanne. Like, I know that, like, the jerk it's is high pretty up there. Great. But it, yeah, Roxanne's yeah. pretty great. It, it's so Roxanne, underrated. It, really. And it's written and written by him, produced by him, starring him. I'm going to go out there and say that when this is all said and done, if this is the last season or the next season is the last season, because I know that they said that there's a finite amount of things that they want to do. Um that this is probably going to go down as his like best thing because it's so every season so far, like even season two, even though it was kind of meh in the middle, it paid off. It delivered in a way that I was not expecting. Um, And it's, it's just, I feel like this is work that's like beyond what he's done before because he's stretching himself and he's letting everybody else stretch because I mean, he's the main writer and producer of the show, him and, I can't think of the other guy that directed uh, John Hertzfeld, um, yeah. who's directing most of the episodes. Um, but this stuff is like, like it's really like it's like the best work that all three of them have had. Like Selena Gomez, I don't know if she's going to have anything else. I mean, maybe. I mean, her career is very early in its beginnings. But Martin Short, I mean, he's not been given this kind of work ever. Like he's always been like pigeonholed as that, like that. Yeah, his Visual? his chances to star in things have mm-hmm. not gone as well as they should have. Like, no. it, it, you know, not that they're bad things. It's just it, they always seem to not do what you hope they could do, you know. And so I guess he is a co-star here, but, like, he is a main, you know, focus of the show. So, it, yeah. you know, it, it's... It's great. I, I, it'll probably be one of those shows that doesn't get fully recognized, like awards wise, until the last season. 
but yep. that that's fine. That's fine. And, and it has a brilliant score. Like I know that the Martin music is, is so infectious, man. Yes, it is. It's part. It's kind of like a Bernard Herman score, but done by way of like Steve Martin music. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I yeah. know that Martin has been really involved. Like the stuff that I've read um, about him. Um, like with the show he's been very involved with a lot of it like you would be very surprised to know that he's been like he's not just a executive producer like the way that mcconaughey and harrelson were for true detective like he was actually he's gotten his hands dirty um uh and um you know it's kind of like it's nice to see that he's getting to do what he wants to do but also he's like he's he's being open and charismatic and charming in a way that I haven't seen him in a long time. Like I've had a big, like, I don't know. Like it's weird because like my thing with Martin is this, is that I love him and I've always loved him, but all of the stories I've heard about him personally and not him and him like being very um, standoffish with his fans, especially about yeah. his comedy yeah, have rubbed me the wrong way. Like I've, I've heard multiple stories from famous people that have like, like have like tried to geek out in front of him. And he's just, he like, but I also understand. Right. But at the same time to see him be able to do something that he truly wanted to do, something that melds his, his fiction work and his like, you know, his, his film work, which has never been melded together. Um, he tried it and it didn't work. And so, like, he got a little kind of cagey about these things. But, I mean, to see it work and him open up in a way that I haven't seen him in a long time, like, like it's kind of beautiful and perfect, right? Like, it's like, yeah. fuck yeah, Steve, Steve Martin. And then to get Martin Short to, a chance to shine again is, like, it's kind of a bit of brilliance. Like, and then, like, I don't know. It's 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 one of my favorite shows. Um, you know, it's why we kind of, like, I held off on it for a bit because I wanted to, like, binge a bunch of episodes um and be able to do that because it's kind of it's built like a novel right like i always felt like it's built like a true novel like where it takes detours but the detours have like a lot of resonance in regards to things it gives you different points of views which that thing that's what i love so much about the show if if i were to tell anybody about the show it would be like i love the show takes on points of view and gives you a character and you may not like the character, you may actually hate the character, but then hold on because three episodes later, you're going to get their story from their yeah. point of view. And holy shit, is it going to change your mind about that person? Um, or for better or for worse, right? And yep. it's just kind of, it's beautiful. Like, you know, like getting these autumn romances, um, getting somebody who, like, like I love Selena Gomez's character just because of how much trouble she gets herself into. Yeah. Like, like many young people do. She is, she's somehow Velma and Daphne, like all yes. rolled up into one. And it like, and it's so and fun to watch. Yeah. A little bit of Scooby and Shaggy too. The one thing that I'm really, really missing this season though, is the, the people in the building. Like, I, yes. it's been very, very lacking since like episode two. Um, and I, like, I, it's, 
I'm fine that we're getting all these new characters and exploring like other things, but it it is to the detriment because those characters in the building are so fun. And yes. uh, that that's been unfortunate. Um, it it really has. Um, and, and I'm only like I'm four in. Like I think I'm four in, and you're probably caught up. Oh yeah, um, I'm caught I, up. I will say this much. Okay, this show does something better than and I think my <sighs> wife my wife pointed this out to me. Um, this show does introduction of new characters better than any show like oh, yeah. that I've ever been on. Like it never feels like it feels so organic. Like whenever you get a new character, it never feels like, Oh, okay, this is a new character and you're going to hate them because it's a new character. Like it feels so at home. Um, like Tobert uh, played by Jesse, uh, Jesse L. Williams. Um, like, like I, I really kind of loved his documentary, uh, like his documentary person. That's like, edging again mabel yeah. um uh like you know um i like i like the fact that they brought tina fey back and it's so funny because it's like it's exactly what you expect from a canceled person <laughs> like you know she's just she's just itching itching to yeah. get back into the murder game and like you know literally like i like the way that they're dealing with mabel's character with not having Charles and uh, not having not having Charles and uh, gosh I can't even uh, Oliver to like bounce off of and uh, like her kind of like without a tether like before it used to be they were always chasing her but now she's chasing them and it's kind of a beautiful thing where she's making it, it feels like she's going to be making some really bad decisions yeah with who she's going to like you know because, I mean, that's what we know about Mabel, right? Like, she gets into trouble. Like, she always gets into trouble. Like, to a point to where she gets other people in trouble. And, but, like you said, the Velma and Daphne of it all, like, we kind of love her regardless of that. Um, but, you know, uh, so it's it's interesting how they're mixing and brewing this this stew this year. And I love, I mean, like, we've talked about this before. I love murder mysteries, but I also love theater-based murder murder mysteries which is a fucking thing like we know yeah. like uh, uh you know like it's a big thing like there's multiple movies that are that are about murders that happen at a play uh so it's not that big a deal but or it's not that um surprising um but the musical jesus the musical is hilarious yeah, like i i it's kind of like it's become like a captain america the musical thing um, yes. I'm just like, I want to see this full thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess we'll fi it, find out later if we get any, uh, you know, extended numbers or anything like that. Um, how, how ballsy would it be if they just did one episode? Like they did a musical episode and the musical 30, episode was the yeah, entire. A, yeah. That'd be great, of, man. Oh, oh man. Now I want that. Like, I literally want them to pull a Buffy. Like I literally uh, want them like, they could. I mean, they very well could, right? Like, I mean, the music is so good, especially that that nanny song is so damn good yeah. that they could pull it off and it'd be like a ballsy move. Um, I would love to see it. Um, the White Room. We didn't even talk about the White Room. Like, yeah, how great is that? It's, an, it's such an interesting concept. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm 
I can't talk about too much because I'm ahead of you, but I, mm-hmm. I am interested to see if they explore it more or if it's just uh, like we introduced it and j- just as, uh, you know, something, you know, as a joke kind of, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see if they, they explore more of that. Um, it's funny, the only thing I've really been watching uh, that I haven't talked about it, uh, huh? is also on Hulu, and that's the final season of Archer. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I, okay, so pr- uh, like I'm gonna preface this before we talk about this. I haven't watched Archer in like probably eight seasons. I know there's like 16 seasons or 12 seasons. I can't remember, but I think it's been eight seasons since I've watched Archer. Uh, so, um. I I don't know. I've lost the narrative. So like, what are I'm they glad doing this, this is the last. I'm glad this okay. is the last season. Okay. Uh, this show is not the same without Jessica Walters. It's just not. Um, I, 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 could, I can totally now. Did they recast her nope. voice, or did they just kill her off? They killed her off. Oh wow! And did that leave a bad taste? No, no. Okay. I, I, it it's very much in the vein of what you expect from the show. Okay. They did it as respectfully and disrespectfully as they possibly could. Like, which, it, it, which, which is, is what you want from, from the show. Everybody's yeah. still doing a bang up job, but mm-hmm. it's just been going on for so long that like, you know, it, it's coming back around to, and maybe that's the point. Like, it's becoming the show, uh, like, it, it's just about itself. It's not about anything. And, yeah. uh, you know, they introduce a new character in this last season for Archer to bounce off of because uh, Lana has taken over the the agency. Oh. And so Archer needs that agent he can kind of like butt heads with but Uh also Lana's still around so there's now there's it's like there's two of them and it's just it's really really strange it's still good it's still funny it's just like I don't know Um, that's that's okay so just to give you an idea like I think the last season I watched was the one in space. Um, what is it? Archer 1999, I think. Yeah, um, so you didn't see the, any of the coma years. <laughs> no, I didn't because you're, I knew that... You're better that off without Adam, that. <laughs> well, as soon as I knew that Adam Reed left the show, who's the showrunner and the creator, I was like, it's not going to be the same. It's such a unique voice. It's such. It's not even a unique... It's just a wild... Like His mind works the same way that I feel like Dan Harmon's does. Yeah, and if you leave, if Dan Harmon leaves Rick and Morty, it doesn't work because Rick and Morty is Dan Harmon, and Dan Harmon is Rick and Morty. So as soon as he left Archer, I was not that interested. And then, like you said, the coma years, I I just skipped out on. So I don't. It was I like don't four like the, seasons of just like we don't know yeah. what to do. So we're, like Archer's in a coma, and we're gonna have like different scenarios for the season. Like make it a whole new show, and you know it just 
it was okay. It just wasn't great. And then the last few seasons, they got back to normal. Um, and it was fine. And like I said, this season's fine. It's just mm-hmm. without his mother just making him look like a, like, you know, it's that whole, like, I hate you, but I want, want you to be pleased with me dynamic. Yeah. Like it, it's just, it's really, really difficult. He doesn't necessarily have that with Lana. So her being in charge doesn't really, you know, create that. And, um, there's some fun stuff in this last episode. Uh, they're they're trying to more or less be legitimate, and they get uh, hired to guard this this museum piece that's supposedly cursed. Mm-hmm. And Archer is, you know, curses aren't real. Blah 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 blah. blah. And they're working with like some British secret agency, and uh, uh, he takes this uh, little gold statue and puts it in his pants. And then at some point, uh, of course, Archer being Archer, you know, uh, things get a little foul chicka wow wow, and he cannot seal (laughs) the deal. And like, so then all of a sudden he believes in curses and it's, it's really kind of funny, but it's just not the same show without Jessica Walters. So I am glad that this is the the final season. Um, It probably went on for about four seasons too long. Um, mostly because of those, I think it's three years in the coma was not, well, it started, was not yeah, good. No, it, it started with like, I think he's in the coma in the, in the space one. Uh, it, it's what prompted it, right? Like, like that's why he's in space, but it's all fucking weird and shit. But to continue on it for four more, um, like for four, like three or four more seasons and it being like really weird and all that other stuff, like going into different genres. I don't know. Like, um, like you're right. Like, like, I think that like, as soon as I hear an original voice leaves, I don't know if I stick, I don't usually stick around. Um, and, and, uh, like, I don't know. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna probably watch it just because of the fact that like you've kind of confirmed what I thought was, was going to happen, which is just a lesser see lesser. And I'm not going to put myself through that. Um, you know, even though I love H John Benjamin, like he's fucking fantastic. Um, he's kind of great, but like, this is him. Like, I don't know, like when I, when I think of like his work, like, I think I've gotten to the point where I love him as Bob more than I love him as Archer. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like Bob has become like, for me, like I know in a weird way, I know we've never talked about Bob's burger, but um, Bob has become like, like, like new Homer for me because I'm not a big oh, Simpsons sure. fan anymore. For sure. Uh, I, I, and he's just more really, I, I think that Bob's burger is a lot more relatable than Simpsons. Like, I mean, there's been like, I haven't been a Simpsons fan for 15 years or 20 years. Like I'm just not like, there yeah, Bob's Burgers is more down, like it's definitely down to earth. More like King of the Hill, where it's like yeah. it's animated, but it is, and some things are a little crazy, but it is very much like real people, real characters. You know, like oh, mm-hmm. I know somebody like this. I know weird kids like this. You know, uh, yeah. you know, I know a married couple like this. You know. Uh, I know the weird handyman who doesn't really have any friends and you know, <laughs> stuff yes. like that, you know? 
Um, yeah, Bob's Burgers is great, man. Um, it really is. Like, yeah, I, I don't even, I don't know. Like, and I didn't go onto it when it first originally came on. I think me it was either. Like three or Ryan, Ryan got me into the show because, so I I remember Fox's thing was like we're either going to extend Bob's Burgers and bring it back and cancel King of the Hill, or we're going to bring back King of the Hill and then Bob's Bur- shelves, Bob's, Bob's Burgers. Burger, um, yeah. And I was such a King of the Hill guy. I was pissed when they didn't renew King of the Hill. Um, on top of all the, the back and forth with fu- the Futurama guys, too. Yeah. Um, I, like, it just made me so mad. I was like, I'm not watching this stuff anymore. Like, uh, I'm just not going to do it. And, like, maybe three or four seasons in, Ryan was like, you got to watch this show, man. I was like, I'm not going to. Fox piss me off. Like, uh, I'm not watching that. I, I'm done with family guy and american dad and like i'm just done with their animation crap and and in general like he just kept talking it's like watch this one episode and i forget what episode it was but i watched it and i was like okay that was pretty good and then i wound up just like binging like the first four seasons and now you know i I love it. it it's such a good show um, it, re- it it really is and like man like I don't know what it is. I, I well, I know what it is. It's the kids. It's yeah. it. It's Tina, Jean, and Louise. Like they're just, they're the best. They're like, like I feel like Bob's Burger is for the people that liked The Simpsons for a couple of years and then was like, oh fuck you and your fucking Harvard educated people and people thinking that they're smart because they like The Simpsons. Oh, you like The Simpsons? Ta, 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 ta. Shut up! I hate you. That's all Harvard writers. Like what? Like I know that Bob's is just like their their writers' room is just as bad, but it's just so elitist and elitist and just just not my not my cup of tea. Like and plus it just didn't. It's never it, like guys. Let's be honest. It has the Simpson hasn't been funny since season ten. Like it I mean, really hasn't. I've heard a lot of good. Things yeah. about the last two seasons, but I'm just not willing to jump back in that pool. Like exactly, I, I, like, you know, I'm a Futurama guy. I, I mean, like I, 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 it was tough for me with Futurama too because they lost the plot <laughs> like in those yep. last few years, and when when it kept coming back, and I'm like, ah, it's just it's become a parody show, like Family Guy, and I, like that's yep. not it's not why I watch this show, and but. This current run is very, very fucking good. Like their well, COVID episode was so <laughs> funny, so funny. Uh, I can't wait because I'm almost okay. So like I'm just starting the movie TV seasons. Uh, I've just started those. Like I, yeah. I've gone through the first TV movie, which or like the first two, which consists could, of what they now say. <laughs> I know, but I want to make sure that I watch them all before I get to it because I know. Like all good Futurama stuff, they loop back around to things, and it's yeah. been so long since I since I watched it that it it helped me. Like, there's so many things I forgot. I mean, I'll even say it. I I I went through Jurassic Park. I cried my fucking eyes out, dude. I couldn't even I couldn't even watch it from the like the minute it came on. I just started yeah. like tearing up. My wife was watching me going, 
what the hell? Because she had never seen the episode. And then by the end, she's crying because of the song and it's, dog, it's, just oh. But it has some of the funniest, <laughs> funniest Futurama moments in such an oh, emotional episode. Like Vendor throwing that dog into the lava and then being like, oh, "Now I'm all you got." <laughs> like it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> like it's like so shitty and so funny and. <laughs> <laughs> going in after it and then that's why they call me Bender the Magnificent and his eyes <laughs> melt out of his head like it's just yeah um oh, you know I, yeah I, I do but, love love Futurama man um and, and I can tolerate the the bad but uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, with a tv series that's been on that long you have to right like yeah. even Bob's Bob Bob's been pretty good, but at the same time, it's been on there for are, what, yeah. seasons now? Oh, no. no. It's I, like Bob's 13 or 14. On, yeah. Archer's, yeah. On, Archer's ending with season 14. I yeah. think Bob's might be more than that. It might be close to like 16 see. seasons. It's so, 14. The, the oh, new okay, season so. starts October 1st. So okay, so it's the same amount of seasons. Yeah. So, um, all right, so let's let's talk about Ahsoka for 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, spoilers for Ahsoka, everybody. Um, oh. Just <laughs> the lightsaber fights are great. Yeah, all of that stuff is great. But all I want to talk about, what well, uh, also Filoni knowing that everybody was going to be like, who is this character, and being like, hey, it doesn't matter, he's dust. Like he's just yes. literal fucking dust. It's oh. so good. But well, okay. So have you heard? Have you heard how they've how they flipped the script now? Right? You've heard how like fandom is like, oh well, it's all. Have you heard their new theory? No. Oh god. Okay, I'm just gonna go really quick with it because I don't want. So they're saying that it like like there are certain sectors because they want things to happen the way that they do right they're like this is the re this is how they're going to bring back darth maul because he was really darth maul because the night sisters oh and they god. went into this uh, yeah and i was like oh my god you guys are struggling with this why is it that okay and i'm gonna leave it with this fandom if you were a fan of Marok or whatever they called him why are you so zero micro focused in on characters that have no fucking lines, have no purpose other than to be a visual pop and an action scene? Why are and you so focused on that? I, I like I get it when the pre when, or not prequels when the sequels came out and it was like nights are in, nights are in because literally yeah. Lucasfilm was feeding us that shit. Where yeah. like these characters are going to be important, like. That happened so many times with the movies. That this did none of that happened with this character. None. Like none. it was literally just like this guy running around with them. And yeah. everybody starts blowing up about it. I'm like, who are they talking about? I'm like, that guy? He was on screen for like five seconds. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Like, who cares who that character is? I want to know about the two people that are talking. Carrying around yes. lightsabers. Give me, give me some info on these guys. Um, yes, like but, <laughs> Shin, Shin, like yeah. Shin and Bailey. Where's she Jesus come from, Christ. man? Where, where? Why is like, she? Yeah. Why is she the best? Why is she the best version of Adam Driver's like yeah. Ben Solo character? Yeah. Like, oh, how did this Lord. guy know? Like, like how? 
how did he escape the 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 culling of the Jedi? Like, yes, because clearly he was young when it happened. Like, yes, he knew Anakin. You know, like, uh, yeah, give me those stories. You know, and, and like that's the things that I'm like, ooh, what's there? And everybody's just like Merrick, Merrick, man. Like, who? Who the fuck are y'all yeah. talking about? And like <laughs> that guy. He doesn't talk. He's got a mask. Like, we don't, who cares about him? He's just like an enforcer, you know? Um, But yeah, yeah, it was, it was so much fun to watch him just turn to dust and just be like, ha ha. Yeah. Scream and turn to green dust. Fuck you. Uh, Like, I laughed out loud when that happened. I was, and then I slow clapped. I was like, thank you, Filoni. This is the Filoni touch. That along with, okay, can we just officially say this is unadulterated, pure Star Wars that we haven't seen since like 80, 80 1980, like with Return of the Jedi, like with I mean, the decision, yeah. like fuck man, the decisions that they're making, the anger that you have, the frustration, the holy shit, what the fuck, but knowing it's in like my wife had this whole commentary while we were watching it with the Balian Sabine moment. Yeah. And I'm like, I was just like, you know, this is not going to end the way that you want it to. You know that like the minute not coming. The minute Ahsoka was like, I, I you I've got to be able to trust you, Sabine. And she's she was like, I got yeah. you. I was like, she doesn't, man. She doesn't. She does she doesn't. not have the strength to nope. make the decision she should make. And that and and I know a lot of people are upset with that, but like you know, the, the flip side As of it is, should. if she does, that's the end of the show. But yeah, all of the stuff is there. It's not a moment. It's not uh, Ray and Ben kissing in yeah. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, where you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Like there, there's been a little tension there, but it's not been really romantic. It's not a Han and Leia situation where they're so no. combative and like flirty at the same time from the jump. Like it's just this kiss that comes out of nowhere. Like all of the stuff with Sabine, I'm just like, it's there guys. Like it's there. No. Her conflicted nature is there. It's not just there in this show. It's been there from the beginning. This is a Mandalorian. Yep. Who Amanda Oh god. Comes from a line of warrior Mandalorians, but also from a line of peaceful Mandalorians. You know? Like yep. she is conflicted by nature. You know, she's wanting to learn to be a Jedi. A Mandalorian. She has no force abilities, which how fucking great was that moment? The oh, oh you yeah. don't have any power. Nope, I'm a Mandalorian, bitch. <laughs> like I got <laughs> rockets in my arms. Like it's yep. so good. I, I well, and, Dave, man. Yeah, like, Dave. Well, and then like, okay, so this is where my rewatch of Sabine Ahsoka centric uh rebels in like a 10 episode arc that really came back because the thing is, is that what people don't realize if they've not watched rebels is Sabine is so like 
her her the very history of her and how she was a part of like she's a, like the reason why she can't let go is because she's she is responsible for like what they haven't said here yet, which I'm waiting for because it is going to be a thing that they they have to connect because it's going to be the troublesome thing once once like you know either Ahsoka season two or this season or Heir to the Empire happens, which is is that she was the cause of the Mandalorian's Night of a Thousand Tears. Like that's her yeah. weaponry. Like what people don't know is that those flashbacks when you see those tie bombers destroy Mandalore, that's her doing. That's her because she was such a genius prodigy when it came to weaponry. The Empire manipulated her into creating these things and basically turned the gun on her people. Like to me, like that's what's holding her. That and her attachment, like her her attachment to finding Ezra are the the undoing of her not being able to be a Jedi, right? Like yeah. her like not being able to unlock the force. And and this idea of her like she should be more loyal to Ahsoka than loyal in her quest to find out if Ezra is still alive. And I'm like, I mean, I understand why we love Ahsoka. This is a character we literally watched grow up and for a lot of people grew up with. Mm -hmm. Like Sabine. Yeah, she does love Ahsoka. She does want to learn from Ahsoka. Ezra's her boy, man. Like, Ahsoka came later. You know, that's like, you know, how do you choose for like this kid that you was like, you were a ride or die with who like disappeared to, to God knows where. And like that, like, how do you just destroy the idea of like ever being able to find him? Why, like, why would, why do you not, try to take the risk and be like, well, we can try to stop this later. But like, if there's a chance that Ezra's still alive, I have to take it to try to find, like, I don't know. I just don't falter for the decision. No, not at all. And the idea that Balin is completely evil, I think was shattered in that episode. Yeah. Because he doesn't, because Shin wants to kill her. Yeah. Like, like, and he stops her. It's like, no, like, I'm going to keep my word. I'm better than yep. those people that I used to think were good. Yes. And he has salient points. Like, that's the best part is that, that Dave literally takes the idea of, like, a stick in the mud Jedi. Like, he understood what, jo- like, what George started with Revenge of the Sith with... The Jedi are dogmatic. They don't know how to change. They don't know how to curve and bend. They are just stick in the muds, a.k.a. Um, Mace Windu. Yeah. With, like, you know, that moment. He understood. And, like, the the like I think that what people don't understand is that, that there's this shift to the gray Jedi, like the, the, the middle ground Jedi, like Force users, yeah. that don't adhere to, like... He is a force user. And I think that that's where I think that Dave is just playing fast and loose sometimes because it's like, 
like I think that Dave would would say, well, you know, if you want to know, just go watch Rebels. Like, yeah. and like you know, go watch uh, Clone Wars. I, I two hundred episodes. Uh, you know, just do it, and you'll see the evolution of this and how it changed, and that's why Ahsoka left. I mean, I, that's what makes that that's so yeah. perfect. That moment between her and Balian. Oh, go ahead. And I, I can appreciate people that are like, well. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't watch that and now I can't really understand the show or I'm not really able to follow it as well as I should be. And I mean, one hand, I'm just like, I feel for you, but like the other hand, like that there's a thousand episodes of one piece and mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch one piece. Cause I'm not going to watch a thousand episodes of a show. Like, yeah, I, if I wanted to get into it, I would like, you know, I, I, there's catch up videos on YouTube. You're welcome to watch those. That's fine. Like, I don't care. I'm not safeguarding or, or even guarding any kind of fandom, but yeah. I'm also not going to sit here and be like, well, they should make a show for uh, not, not, no, man. Like I, I don't, it's all out there. It's all there. Yeah. You have Disney plus it's there. Like, yeah, you can you can try to catch up like you you can, you know, Google stuff. You can like, I, I don't know. Part of me is just like, yeah, I, I don't I don't care. Like, this is a show for me and the yeah. people like me and I fucking love it. Like, it, you know, it, it's just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's really hard for me to give a shit or point fingers or like. I don't know, man. This is a Star Wars show for for fucking Star Wars fans. I don't know, yeah. man. Don't know what to tell you. It's I, you don't have to say anything. Like that's the thing is like at this point, I don't care about the like. This is a show. This is this is a sh- this is a this one's for the fans, right? Like like you said, like thousand uh, like you know, you know a thousand episodes of One Piece. Like you know, I'm not gonna do it, but that's for you to love, right? Like that's right. for that fandom to love. And I, I, I wouldn't watch a random episode of One Piece and be like, fuck this show, because I don't understand yeah. what's going on. And like, and then come at fans, because I'm like, I don't understand why you like this show. I watched an episode. I was confused as shit. Why the fuck do they have powers? Why? Like, One Piece fans would be like, I don't know, man. Start from the beginning and watch the fucking show. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Um. And like, here's the thing is that we're getting like, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not trying to make a hot take. We're getting the best undiluted live action Star Wars since 80. Like literally like Filoni with, with this, like there's so much good storytelling here that you don't like, like, here's the thing is that I'm very of the theory that if you've watched the Mandalorian, you don't need very much more than that with Ahsoka. Right. Like, because Ahsoka, like, Ahsoka is both a like like these first four episodes have been great. Like you don't need anything else. Like you've learned everything that you've needed to learn about these characters. The extra extra is for the 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 true fans of Star Wars. And that's what I'm going to say. I'm gonna fucking call these people out that are fucking like, why they don't want to watch animation? Fuck you. It's Star Wars. If it's a Star Wars and you're a true fan, you deep dive into it. And if you like, don't want to watch it, like I said, find another way to catch up or stop watching yes. Ahsoka. Like I, that, that's on yeah. you, man. I don't care. 
Like if you don't exactly. want to know, it's it's your fault for not knowing because it's out there. So <laughs> it really like is. me, I'm gonna sit back and watch the show and enjoy the fuck out of it. And like I, I'm so excited to find out what the Anakin part of all this is. Yeah, I was okay. So we all we both know where she is. Like we like it, like all you need to do is watch the last episode of of Rebels and you know exactly where she is. Um, which leads to like Dave fucking around with the Force again and giving us an expanded version of it, which I fucking love. Like so, like just see. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm curious what you think. Is so there's there's multiple options here, right? Mm-hmm. This is young Anakin somehow discovering or or having known about the world between worlds and being able to tap into it. This is no. Force Ghost Anakin, yes. and as a Force Ghost, he's able to tap into the world between worlds. Or this is not Anakin at all, and it's somebody who's able to pretend. Or make themselves look like Anakin and tap into the world between worlds. So you Second have time report. traveler, ghost, imposter. Um. So I'm saying either second or third. I yeah. don't think that. I don't think it's time traveler. I think it's the world between. Oh, like it's definitely the world between worlds. Um. Though my inclination is to think that, like you know, with sometimes with. Filoni, he uh, subscribes to the Lucas. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, um, which, like you know, I appreciate. I think it's that, though. Um, so, <laughs> okay, so there's that, right? But if you were to come at Ahsoka and you needed her to do something, the person that you would come to is Anakin. And like, it took me a second to realize this takes place. Like, and what for people that don't remember this takes place like the Mandalorian after Jedi, like right. a year after Jedi. It's like around a year or two after Jedi. And that's very important because it means that there is the possibility of the force goes Anakin, which let's be honest, like that, like <laughs> fucking Filoni do Like if it is a ghost force Anakin, right? That's, that's Filoni doing more work for George to make re- re- uh, return of the Jedi Adding Anakin into Return of the Jedi, yes, that version of Anakin, like because it it, this dude at work went off about it. He like we were talking about Star Wars. He's not watching Ahsoka. He was like, I was so pissed off why they put Hayden Christensen at the end of that movie. I was like, look, the only thing about the special edition of Return of the Jedi that pisses me off is the replacement of Yubnub. Like, and I said, and while. It was baffling to replace the Anakins. I was like, if you're watching what they're doing now, you have to have Hayden Christensen at the end of that movie because otherwise you're going, well, why when he dies does he look like an old ass man? But like, exactly, show him back up as a young Anakin now. Like, it, it makes sense. And so. Yeah, I lean towards Force Ghost. The only thing that makes me not think it's a Force Ghost is that he doesn't look super glowy. They do de-age him, which makes him look a little weird. Because my thing there is, like, like straight up, 
Hayden Christensen's not a bad looking dude. You don't really need yeah. to de-age him. Um, <laughs> you know, this is not Harrison yeah. Ford, and you need Harrison Ford to look 40 years younger or 60 years younger or whatever. Yeah. Literally, Hayden Christensen still looks like a like pretty young dude. He's in pretty good shape. Like he doesn't look like an old man. You don't need to de-age him. Um, but de-aging him to make him look like he looks at the end of Return of the Jedi. I can understand for like that kind of consistency. The flip side of that is like, that's a little nitpicky and I don't think we needed that kind of consistency. You could have just done without the de-aging. So that's the only thing where I'm like, well, maybe it's not Anakin. Maybe this ties, like, are they going to bring in more to stuff? Could this be one of those characters? Like, um, oh, well, I was going to Anakin. Uh, I was okay. So like, I was going to throw something at you, which, um, so they're doing heir to the empire. Right. And he's picking and choosing who he wants baloney. I was going to ask, have you like, do you remember in heir to the empire, they clone a Jedi master and his name is Joris Kaboth. Could yeah. it be like that could be very well. What, like who that is. And he's just force ghosting himself, like he's disguising himself to make him look like, like Anakin in making her do the bidding. Like that would be like third option, like where you said, like it's somebody else pretending yeah. to be Anakin in the in between the, world. The imposter thing, it could be so many different options there. Like that's another yeah. whole branching thing. Like it, it, fuck, it could be Palpatine. You know? Yes. Like because exactly. uh, <laughs> because somehow Palpatine returned. Um, so, uh, yeah, I imagine the next episode is gonna ask a lot of questions, but also answer a lot of questions because, you know, it is Filoni written and directed. It is premiering at a damn movie theater. Like it it is getting massive, massive treatment. So Lucasfilm and Disney obviously think this is a big, big episode. So, uh, and I mean, we'll be talking about it next week. I'm super excited to see what happens. So me too, me too. And I'm going to add a kicker in here. Um, that makes like something I didn't think about until, um, until just recently, which is, is that, um, you know, I think that Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny's first 30 minutes was dictum to was, was, was something that, they required James Mangle to do because it was R&D research for Harrison Ford coming back de-aged and heir to the Empire or whatever stuff that they're going to be doing moving forward because they already have the de-aged Luke Skywalker, right? Or like they've already been working on that for years. It's getting better and better, yeah. Yes. I think that we're going to get... Will he do it, though? Yes, he will. Are you kidding me? He's going to... He's he's gonna get he's gonna get the he's gonna get the Scrooge McDuck again. Like he is, like we know that he is, and why not? Like if you're gonna do like he's already talked about how fascinated he is about this stuff. Like he's already said, like, you know, he's like, I you know, they they I gave them my life rights. And I'm like, how much money did they fucking pay Harrison Ford to do that? Yeah. But here's here's the other thing is it's the Carrie Fisher of it all now, too, because she's going to have to play. Like, 
Like, I'm just wondering how this is all going to play out because Heir of the Empire that doesn't work unless you That makes me nervous, man. It makes yeah, me it really so does. nervous. Because uh, it's the first of its kind, right? Like, yeah. Like, and I don't want to – like, I, I just don't want to go. I would honestly rather them recast the part than go that route. Well, just give it to Billy Lord, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she she looks enough like Carrie now in her – like, in that era because Carrie would have been about – 30 to 30 like like she like it's the when harry met sally phase of her life like that's where heir to the empire takes place right that's where this takes place it would have been 89 90 she looks she literally is the same age as her mother right now like that she was in that era she looks like her mother in that era just fucking cast Billy Lord because I mean she's already been cast once and JJ ruined that shit. So and, you and know. we've got we've got a young Han Solo. Like I know yes. like he's not he doesn't look like Harrison Ford at the end of Return of the I, I just I, we we I have care. we have the people. <laughs> it's it, yes. I I don't want to see the the CGI up DH. I just I don't want to see it, man. Like you know. Sure. Could you, um, could you, like, Filoni, but Filoni is very much about that stuff. I mean, it yeah. would just be weird. It would be weird to see, like, it would be great, but it would also be weird to see, like, they have Billy Lord, Donald Glover, and Alden Ehrenreich sharing occupied space with a fucking 70-year-old Mark Hamill who's going to be digitally de-aged, it, like, post uh that was i mean i was i i thought they should have recast him too like i i i don't you have people that look enough yeah he looks enough like mark hamill that you could do it like hey yeah anyway that that's a whole other uh argument so um (laughs) yeah we'll we'll be back next week i'm sure talking about some nfl stuff um but definitely talking about um uh some more ahsoka i I will actually have seen a movie by the time we talk next week. Uh, today oh. at three o'clock, unless plans change, I'm going to see this three-hour uh, uh, Hindi, like, oh, epic um, whatever yes, the- that's breaking box office records, and uh, I, I agreed oh, so to tag along. Ta- yeah, it's playing it's- in Chattanooga, dude. Really? There's so little coming out. <laughs> that has so the the big big multiplex that's close to me in Chattanooga. Uh-huh. Half the theaters are playing foreign films. That is beautiful. That is fucking. It's pretty dude. crazy. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like. Like. Um. Um. The the director of RRR. Um. Which I mean, we've never even talked about. Like that. Was I still haven't seen it. Of last. Dude, bro, yeah. you gotta see this movie. Like, I, I'm, his, I'm on like, such a Ray Stevens kick uh, that uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just like I want to watch everything he's done. Like I'm so bummed that he passed away. And I'm just like this. This guy was not appreciated enough, man. I, I, can I make a, can I make a request? Can you, can, like, did it feels like a Ryan movie? Did Ryan love Punisher Warzone? Because if he did, I don't know I, if he ever saw it. Oh, okay, because... We never really just, talked about it. We were both big fans of the Thomas Jane Punisher. Uh, yes. I, I need to that. revisit Warzone. At the <laughs> time I watched it, I was like, I don't like this, because I wanted more of the Thomas Jane Punisher. 
Dude, you are going to be in for a pleasant, weird surprise. Because that movie's fucking wild. Yeah. Um, but, anyway, like, yeah, you need to watch. Like, RRR is a very special fucking movie, dude. Like, I loved that movie. Um, Raja Mo- uh, 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 the director, SSO Rajamouli, is... Like, I mean, I, I went back after I saw this and went to watch his other films, and he's, like, literally the fucking Steven Spielberg of of India. Like, his like his movies are, like, combined, like, big-budget action spectacle with music and musicals in a way that you're just kind of like, oh, shit, like, that works. That fucking works. Okay, I can get behind this. Like, you don't think that RRR was going to be, it's going to be a movie that can have musical numbers in it, but at three hours and six, I think it's like three hours and 15 minutes, it it packs so much into it. It's like a meal. So, like, I'm yeah. super excited. Um, shit, I might actually have to try to find a uh, a theater that's showing uh, that's showing it, uh, showing the the movie, and watch it too. Damn. Okay. Who are you going with? Uh, are you going with Spencer or is yeah. it just? Oh, okay. Yeah. He was like, "Will you come watch this movie with me?" I was like, "I guess." He was like, "I'll buy the tickets." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, man. You know, I mean, I'm down to go. Like, just hang out for sure." <laughs> and he was like, "It's three hours long." I was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "I know it's. I know it's going to be subtitled, which makes me sound like." I don't mind subtitled movies. I just, you know, it gets three hours is a lot. <laughs> so, well, especially for okay, so like, like we don't talk about this, but we both wear glasses, right? Um, and reading stuff on screens, unless you have like you know, even with good glasses, like with computer lenses and stuff, your eyes get super fucking tired because it's yep. straining to look. I mean, like I, I understand. Like, uh, trust me, I understand. Hopefully they have, like, a lot of these Indian movies actually have intermissions in them. So hopefully it actually has an intermission. So that, like, you know, like an hour in, it gives you, like, or two hours in, it gives you an intermission, 10-minute intermission. Get up, stand up, walk, get out, do your business, and then come back. Uh, so, like, I love that about those movies. At least they're long, but they give you intermissions. But, yeah. oh, I'm excited, dude. I'm definitely excited for you to see your first, like, Indian spectacle movie because like damn dude there there's something else it's something wild uh to watch um so i'm super excited about that for you um all right all right uh that sounds good where can people uh, find you this week uh everything yeah everything else we're doing over at xwingfiles.com including uh more ahsoka discussion on the x-wing files feed proper um and uh you can also read my work over at adam's website because i'm back Yes, he is. He is very back. Um, if you're if you're a baseball fan, like truly, because it's end of the it's the it's the it's baseball season. No, even though it's football season, it's it's like baseball season. And so he, uh, so Logan wrote um, about baseball, and specifically, he beautifully tied Major League Two to Ryan baseball. And how special baseball was to Ryan. It, it choked me up. Like when I read it, I was like, at first I was like, what the hell is going on here? Major League Two. And then it got to the whole. And it's really beautiful. I really hope you guys read it because it's a very special, special, like it's, I almost told you to change it, to move this to the end of the 50, because it felt so special, but it's perfect time right now to like really like 
because it's baseball season. And then by the time you get to 50, it'll be spring and it won't feel as, it feels like the perfect moroseness of base, like what happens in September, October for baseball fans and how special baseball can be. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go check all that out. We'll be back uh, next week talking more star Wars, more football and uh, possibly uh, an uh, epic Indian action thriller drama apparently everything because yes <laughs> what i'm hearing <laughs> is that this movie has everything so um so yeah we'll see uh so we'll see you guys then number 10 